Welcome to the New Christian Podcast, where new Christians and seasoned Christians can get their questions answered. My name is Pastor Jim, and I'll be your host for this podcast. We'll be discussing a lot of different topics, such as how to read your Bible, uh, what it means to be a Christian in the world today, how do we live out our faith, and many other topics. Come and join us as we begin our episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's the New Christian Podcast. I want to thank you so much for uh, listening from week to week uh, about the different topics we're discussing and encourage you, if you still have questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me on any of my social media platforms and by uh, also messaging me on this anchor.fm host uh, for the podcast. You can message me there. Uh, This week's topic... Uh, I want to talk about how does God want us as Christians to relate to our society? Um, This, as of late, um, as of the taping of this podcast, uh, uh, June of 2020, our society, our culture, uh, uh, our, our nation is going through not only a pandemic, but a gathering storm, as Dr. Al Mohler put it in his new book that's uh, been just released uh, as of late, uh, that our culture and our society are going to be clashing. And it is most vitally important that Christians uh, think of what Jesus has to say to us in the Bible about how we are to relate to society and relate to culture uh, as Christ would relate to society and culture. And it is so vitally important for the uh, proclamation of the gospel that we do this the way God intended us and the way Jesus expects us as believers in him to do. So let's dive right in and take a look at some scripture and how it expects us or teaches us to relate to our culture and our society today. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 and 14, it says this, You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it useful again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world. Let a city on a mountain glowing in the night for all to see. We're like a city on the mountain glowing in the night for everyone to see. We are on a microscope, as if you will, to be seen by the outside culture when we act no different than the cultures around us. We are hurting the gospel, and I'll talk more about that as we address this topic today. This passage teaches us a couple of things. First, it teaches us that Christians are to be 
the flavor of society. Now, what do I mean by that? If a seasoning has no flavor, like salt in this case of the passage, it has no value to what it's trying to flavor, to what it's trying to enhance in what you're cooking, right? So if Christians make no effort to affect the world around them, they have no value to God. Let me say that again. If the seasoning has no flavor, it has no value. So in turn, if Christians make no effort to affect the world around them, they are of little value to God. If we are too much like the world, the society and the culture around us, we are worthless. Christians should not blend in with everyone else. But instead, we should affect others positively just as seasoning, the salt in this case, in this passage, brings out the best flavor in the food. We are to be salt and light, as this passage tells us. Too often, Christians uh, think that they need to engage culture where it is. Now, Paul does say, you know, to the Greeks, I was a Greek. To the Jews, I was a Jew. To the Gentiles, I was a Gentile. You know, he says it in his epistles. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we have to be like them in the sense doing what they do. More about that also. A second thing that Christians are taught, or that this passage teaches us, is Christians are to shed the shed the light of the gospel on society. We are to be God's mouthpiece, Jesus' example to society. Just like our passage says towards the end of it here, like a city on a mountain glowing in the night for all to see, can you hide? I mean, let me ask you this question. Can you hide a city that's sitting on top of a hill? Not really. It's pretty exposed, right? Everybody in the valleys can see it. So consequently, it's the light at night can be seen from miles. You see, when you're at the top of the hill and you have lights on in these homes, uh, the lights can be seen for miles. If we live for Christ, for example, we will grow like lights, showing others what Christ is like, right? But if we hide our light, if we pull back and we hide the light of Christ and we don't live it out in culture and society, what's going to happen? Well, first, what happens is being quiet when we should speak. To all too often, Christians, uh, either through being scared to speak up or uh, worried about what other people will think about them by speaking up, uh, we fail in that respect because by being quiet, we should speak up for cultures and societies' indifferences or uh 
their uh, sinfulness, but always do it from a position that it is Christ that changes the heart and the head, not what we do. Secondly, going along with the crowd. All too often Christians fall into this trap that if I stand alongside somebody that uh, in society or culture that is uh, going through something or, or, or expressing an opinion about something, this can in turn hinder our light for Christ. Going along with the crowd, just doing what they do, trying to be part of what they part. And see, and that's what I mentioned before when Paul says to the Greek, it was a Greek, to the Jew, it was a Jew, to the Gentile, it was a Gentile. He, he says all this, but yet what he's telling us is not that he entered into their society and culture and did what they did. He understood their culture. He understood their society. So in turn, he catered the gospel in the sense that so that they would understand based on their society and their culture. He didn't change the gospel. The gospel is the gospel, no matter where or who or what you preach. It's the same. But he used words and illustrations and uh, understanding of the society and culture that in which he was preaching to to use the gospel in that sense. So if we just go along with the crowd and do what they expect us to do or do what they're doing, we're hurting the gospel. We're hurting our light. Thirdly, denying the light. Denying the light of Christ within us. It incapacitates us. It... it, it uh, doesn't strengthen our light, it diminishes our light. And fourthly, letting sin dim our lights. When we sin, it dims the light of Christ within us. It grieves the Holy Spirit that's in us. We dim our lights. Next, fifth, not explaining our light to others. Not explaining our light to others. When we fail to express the light of Christ that lives within us, when we stay silent, we are hindering and hurting the light that's in us. We're hurting the gospel. And finally, six, ignoring the needs of others. Ignoring the needs of others. When we ignore, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> when we ignore the light or the needs of others, we are hindering our light. Now that doesn't mean, like I said before, going back, that doesn't mean we enter the culture and do what they do. Because our assumption is, or, or our assumption could be, that by doing what they're doing, or standing beside them uh, as they're doing something, that may or may not be... Uh, Christian-like or, or Christian in its origin, uh, we are hindering our light. <clears throat> so, be the beacon of truth 
That's the key. Be the beacon of truth. Don't shut your light off from the rest of the world. Be salt and light to the world. Moving on. In Matthew chapter 23, it teaches this. It teaches this in verses 11 through 12. It says this. The greatest among you must be a servant, but those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Powerful passage here in Matthew. What what does this say to us as Christians today as it relates to culture and society? It says, Christians who follow Jesus will be in conflict with society's values. We seem to forget this in our uh, Christian culture today of of, uh, uh, name it and claim it or um, have your best life now or... or, um, Everything is going to be all happy and, and fruitful and, and exciting in a Christian's life. Listen to what it says. Christians who follow Jesus will be in conflict with society's values. Our society and our culture surrounding us is sinful, folks. It is sinfully degraded, debauchery, um, There is no one that is righteous, as the scripture tells us. Everyone is a fallen, sinful creature, uh, degraded within the eyes of God. But that's what makes the gospel so amazing. Jesus provided a way out of that. But Christians who follow Jesus will be in conflict with society if we value our belief in Jesus, if we value our relationship with Christ, if we stand on biblical principles, we're going to be in conflict with society and in the culture and around us. It is inevitable. Jesus himself said, if they hated me, don't you think they're going to hate you? That's what, that's a society that Christians live in. And that goes back to my point. If we're living no different than the culture and society around us, then we're not only hurting God, we're hurting the gospel. Let's move on uh, to uh, what Paul has to say about uh, relating to society and culture. Paul's letter to the church in Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14 and 15 says this, Isn't it obvious that it's disgraceful for a man to have long hair? And isn't it obvious that long hair is a woman's pride and joy? For it has been given to her as a covering. Now let's unpack that a little bit because that can construe some uh, some mental pictures that uh, on the surface are not biblical. Now, let's unpack that a little bit. What is that passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 14 
and 15 teach us. Christians are to fit in with their culture without being controlled by it. There we go. Christians are to fit in with the culture. And that goes with Paul saying to the Greeks, I was a Greek. To the Jew, I was a Jew. To the Gentile, I was a Gentile. That goes with Paul's theme as he writes, we're to fit in with culture without being controlled by culture. In talking about head coverings and the length of hair, Paul is saying that believers should look and behave in a way that is honorable without their own within their own culture. Honorable within their own culture. In many cultures, long hair on men is considered appropriate and masculine. You see, in Corinth, though, it was thought to be a sign of male prostitution. In the pagan temples, right? So, Paul's addressing this to the Corinthian church because of the culture that they're living in. And a woman with short hair were labeled prostitutes. Okay, Paul was saying that in the Corinthian culture, Christian women should keep their hair long. If short hair on a woman was a sign of prostitution, then a Christian woman with short hair would find it even more difficult to be a believable witness for Christ, right? For Jesus. Paul wasn't saying we should adopt all the practices of, practices of our culture. That's not what he was saying. We shouldn't adopt the, the practices of our society and our culture. But that we should avoid appearances and behaviors that detract from our ultimate goal of being believable witnesses for Jesus Christ, who demonstrated our who demonstrate our Christian faith. That's really what Paul was saying there. He was telling us that even though we can fit into culture, we shouldn't let the culture around us control us. We shouldn't buy in to the culture and society's uh, way of doing things. My friends, we are to be salt and light to the world. We are to live out our faith actively outside the walls of our church, outside the walls of our home, but do it, in a, do it in a loving and caring, compassionate way, but yet not compromising the gospel for the sake of the society and the culture around us. Be in the world, but not of the world, Scripture tells us, meaning that we don't have to, to get along with everybody in society. If they hated Jesus, they're going to hate us. That doesn't mean that we hate them back. That just means that expect conflict when you go against culture and society's norms and use biblical norms and biblical principles for your faith. And we are to teach that to the world. Speak up and stand up for biblical principles with love and compassion and mercy. That's the key. Our society and our culture 
is dying. I'll put it that way. Our society and our culture is dying. They are in uh, utter mental illness right now. And it is only, and let me clarify this, it is only through Jesus Christ and his word, the Bible, that we can speak into that culture and allow God and the Holy Spirit to convict those who are living in sin and have a wrong state of mind. So in turn, as I close this week, I want to pray for you as you... uh, engage culture and engage society and engage the world for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And may you be blessed this week as we study our Bible, we serve others in the culture, and we share our faith together. Won't you be blessed this week? I want to thank you for joining me on the New Christian Podcast today. And if you have any questions or would like help with anything, uh, feel free to contact me on my anchor.fm dashboard, uh, my Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Links links are there. And you can also reach me if you uh, are on YouTube and you search Preacher Jim C. My YouTube channel will come up and you can message me there. Uh, And I want to thank you for joining us and have a blessed day. Thank you.